When someone talks about planning and homeschooling, what thoughts immediately come to your mind? Do you have excitement because you can envision all the wonderful possibilities and adventures that you can embark on with your child? Or do you find yourself spending countless hours on Google only to end up feeling over more overwhelmed than you are informed? Or maybe you have frustration because it seems like your plans are always following through and you really are just questioning the value of planning altogether. Hello, been there, done that. Or what about creativity? Are you worried that your planning might stifle your ability to foster some creativity and spontaneous learning in your environment with yourself, with your child? And then let's not forget about time because where on earth Are you going to find the time to plan it all? And maybe you're even one of the homeschooling moms who dread planning all together because you don't even see the need for doing it and you figure the curriculum already took care of that for me, right? Well, if you have ever thought any of those thoughts, then you're in the right place because in this episode, we're going to dive headfirst into the thoughts and the concerns that you may have about planning in homeschooling. We're going to dispel some of the myths and then unravel some of the misconceptions. And most importantly, we're going to explore the power of planning. And I hope in this episode to help you to set a solid foundation through some intentional organization, that's really what it is, organization of your day, organization of your plans, of your thoughts, and to show how it can transform your homeschooling journey. So if that sounds like something that tickled your ear or that you're curious about, grab your cup of tea, find your cozy spot, or keep on washing those dishes, pop the air frowns in, and let's debunk the myths and embrace the true power of planning for your homeschool journey. Let's do it. Have you felt overwhelmed and stressed out lately? Do you feel like you're losing yourself in homeschooling and motherhood? Feeling like you're on the brink of burnout but you really don't know what to do? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Catch Your Breath, the podcast that helps homeschool moms banish stress, take control, and find peace and balance in their lives. I'm your host, Inga Mason, a homeschool mom, Christ follower, and mental health and wellness advocate. And in this podcast, you'll learn concrete and practical solutions for reclaiming a sense of calm, regaining control over your stress, and nurturing your well-being so you can experience more freedom and fulfillment in homeschooling and life. So whether you're folding laundry, prepping for a lesson, or just need a few minutes to yourself, why not take a moment? Grab a piece of chocolate and pop in your earbuds and let's tackle this homeschooling journey together. So, are you with me? Ready, set, breathe. If you have ever struggled with planning and homeschooling for any of the reasons that I talked about earlier or just for your own reasons, then I truly believe that this episode is going to bless you. But before we jump into the nitty gritty of the whole thing, I have to ask, How are you doing? Have you found some time to take care of yourself today, to breathe, 
to focus on your needs as the teaching parent, as the homeschooling mom of your child. If you have not done so, let this be that time or please just find some time to take care of yourself, to pour back into yourself. Whether that it's, so a lot of times it's reading scripture, but I'm talking about even on top of that, just something to, that you love to do. It's sitting outside on the porch, um, drinking a cup of tea, going for a walk, calling a girlfriend to see how she's doing, checking in, whatever it is. And sometimes you just need those short, tiny self-care moments. And sometimes you need longer ones where you actually need to take a week, a weekend away from yourself for a few hours away um, doing something that really fills you up. Whatever that is, I pray that you are finding that time for yourself. And I pray that this episode blesses you on that journey for ensuring that you are prioritizing your self-care. Planning is one of those topics that I do believe people have different beliefs about. But I think one of the things that is the same for many people is, and it's the same for anything in homeschooling, but whatever you believe about it is going to drive your action. So if you're one of the people that dreads it, then it is going to feel dreadful every time you have to do it. If you don't see the need for it, you more than likely are not going to do it. Whatever we believe about planning directs those actions. And so I believe that we must always think about what we're thinking about. So that first thing, and this is going to be a series on planning because it is definitely one of those lingering questions, those thoughts that kind of stay there. And some people have just decided to chuck it all together and I've gone through seasons where that's what I've done. And then other uh, others of us do it or spend a long time doing it and then still feel agitated by it because it just feels like we can't get it together. And some of us have it together, right? You might be the person like, I'm going to skip this episode all together because I am a perfect planner. I, I love planning and not just the planning because we're going to talk about this in this series. There's the planning part and then there's the execution part. And so I know that I can be a really great planner because I love just kind of thinking through the possibilities of all the fun that my children can have, but sometimes I don't execute on those plans. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to go the whole gamut. So this is going to be several episodes around planning. And I'm hoping that at the end of this, that you really have some more tools in your toolkit when it comes to planning and you feel more empowered and equipped to go and do this well. The first things that we want to do in this episode is really look at our mindset around planning. And so we want to be able to shift our mindset. If our mindset is not there, we want to shift it to the benefits of planning and also what planning can look like, what what is the definition of planning and why when we think about planning, planning may look one way for me, one way for you, one way for your neighbor, one way for the other mom in your co-op, but it can still all be beneficial to us. So let's start with the reason why we want to do this so that you can understand why we're going to break down some of these myths and misconceptions. Planning can allow us to stay focused. It can help us to set goals and we can make the progress 
progress that we need towards achieving them. It can help us to prioritize the tasks that we have because a lot of times if we have a task and we're not intentional about how we're going to meet that task, then sometimes that task cannot get done. So we want to look at prioritizing those tasks because we've written them down. We want to then also identify potential obstacles, which I think is so key to planning because I'm not one of those people, I, and I know the saying, and I, and I know people don't necessarily agree with me, but when people talk about, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, I do believe that. But I also believe if you know you're going to have a bridge, if you know you're going to encounter a bridge, doesn't it behoove you to pack some tools to be able to cross that bridge? I don't know. That's just my thing. So I'm always like, let's anticipate those challenges because we can talk about them and then we can create strategies to overcome them as, as insurance, so to speak. Insurance we don't really have to pay for except for the planning and the preparation for it, but we've got insurance in case those obstacles come and we're ready for them. So we're going to talk about that. And so as we go through this episode, we're really just going to look at what are some of what we will call limiting beliefs. And they're just those thoughts that we have that might get in the way of us planning. We want to look at those and then shift our mindset around them. I believe in the power of your thoughts, the power of your mindset. What do you think about this thing? And then I believe in it's important to think about what you think about, get it out there, put it out there, right? So that we can purge those thoughts. We can then, once we know that that's the thought that we have, then we can shift them if we need to. If we don't, at least we know, okay, then I have this thought and we don't need to to do that. So we're going to look at seven limiting beliefs, thoughts, whatever you will, that we may have about planning and then how we can shift them, right? So the first one is that the belief we may have about planning is that it takes too much time and effort. And I understand. And here's the thing. If you are spending hours on Google, then you're absolutely right. It's taking too much time and effort. So we're going to talk about in the episode on our strategies, how to reduce that. So you're not spending that. But if you have that belief, I want us to shift our thought around that to recognize that if we invest the right amount of time in planning, it actually is going to save us time in the long run because it's going to reduce our stress, because it's going to increase our efficiency. And what we can think about it when we shift our mindset around planning is this is just going to give us a really clear roadmap for where we're going and what we're doing. And as we think about planning, we're not just thinking about planning in terms of just the lesson. I'm talking about planning, being intentional, being strategic about your homeschooling journey overall. So that's the mindset that we can change to say, how am I planning homeschooling? If you haven't started yet, what plan do I have in place to ensure that I have a smooth start to it? And also, if I'm already doing it, how can I plan for effective years? So we, I believe that If we plan our homeschool year, if we plan our homeschooling journey, period, that's one key. If we plan our homeschooling year, that's key. I like to do mine in chunks. So we planned our six weeks. And then if we plan our week, we plan our day, we plan our lesson. That sounds like a lot of planning, (laughs) but you can get into a flow and a routine with that. So it doesn't necessarily feel like all of that, um, is overwhelming. And so we're not going to talk about the strategies around that, but I do want us to get in our mind the different types of planning and where it's beneficial. 
Okay. The second one we want to think about is a belief we may have is that I'm just not naturally organized or good at planning. Anybody ever have that one? <laughs> right. And so in that, we want to shift to see planning as a skill that we can develop over time. If we believe that we are not good at planning, then we don't ever try to become good at planning. We're just frustrated. And for the longest, I said, I'm not good at organization because I know what my house looks like. I know what my classroom used to look like. I know what my school closet right now looks like. I know what this office that I'm sitting in looks like. So if I tell myself that I'm not good at organization, I'm not good at the planning, then I never try to do anything to make myself get better. And I already start off feeling negative about it. Whereas I can shift that and say, Planning is a skill that I can develop over time. And now I can look to see how can I learn? How can I improve my planning abilities? And what can I do to make it better? What practice can I put in place? What systems can I find? What support can I find around it? And now I start to work towards that because I'm trying to develop this skill. I don't know if any of you, when you got married, you really weren't the type of person that cooked. And so you may have said, I'm just not a cook. And then you don't try. Well, for me, I didn't really grow up having to cook because my mom is a really good cook and my oldest sister is an amazing cook. So I knew they had it. And so anytime that I had to do it, I just did spaghetti (laughs) because I knew that was easy and I didn't really want to learn. And the truth is, I told myself I wasn't going to cook. I was going to have a chef. I was going to not even get into all the things I planned on doing and having. But once I, I became a nanny, And I saw how much, how good it felt to feed the little girl that I was nannying good food. And then when I got with my husband, I saw how excited he was for his mom to cook him food. And I thought, that's what I want my my children to do. I want my sons to be that excited about my food. And so I determined that I was going to increase that skill of cooking. And I didn't feel that I was a good cook at first. I don't know that I think I'm a good cook now I know that my children and my husband love my food and so but I know that that's a skill that I was intentional about cultivating rather than saying I'm just not good at cooking so shifting that mindset helped me to then look for the ways to increase that skill and I got better at it so that's the thing that we want to do with planning is if we can change the mindset from I'm not that good I'm not that naturally organized to this is a skill I'm going to improve on then we are able to improve on it. Our next number three is I need to follow a strict schedule for planning to be effective. If that is the mindset you have around it and you feel like right off the bat, that's not your personality, you're going to be challenged in planning. But we want to shift that to look at how there can be a lot of flexibility in planning. And we want to shift in finding the balance between the structure and the spontaneity because there can be a balance in that planning is really not this strict i have to do this at 8 25 and then i have to do that at 8 32 and then if it doesn't happen we're not successful we can really look at it as just a way to create a framework that's going to give us some guidance and allow us to still make adjustments as needed you plan And I think planning makes it easier for you to make the adjustments because you know you have a place that you're going and you can stop off at different times to to add things, to take things away, but you start with something. 
Number four is that planning restricts your creativity and your spontaneity in homeschooling. So that first thing is that belief that was right before this one was that you have to follow a strict schedule for it to really be effective. And this one is that it's going to be really restrictive. We want to shift that to help us to see that planning is going to enhance our creativity because it gives us a structured environment for our ideas to flourish. If we think about having a plan, what we can shift our mindset to realize is that by having this plan, I can incorporate my spontaneous and creative activities because I know that these are the goals. If I'm thinking about, like I said, planning at the beginning of the school year, planning for my whole year, I actually know where I'm going. So as I'm taking stops, I feel a little more comfortable saying, okay, but I know that I'm planning to get back on track with this. So I know, I know what's coming next. So I'm okay pausing on this thing or going on another side view. It really does support us in that creativity and spontaneity, but we have to start doing it in order to see that first. And like I said, we're going to talk about that in some other episodes. Belief number five is that I can't stick to a plan because life is unpredictable. Yes, yes, yes. If you have young babies, if you have um, a husband that might call on you in the middle of the day, you have friends that you need, absolutely, it can feel like, well, if I plan, then I can't be predictable. But we can shift our mindset to understand that while our life really is unpredictable, having a plan is going to give us a sense of control and adaptability. If we start with that plan, instead of thinking that everything that happens outside of us is outside of our locus of control, and it's really going to make us feel like we can't adjust if it's unpredictable or by something happening that's not on that plan is going to throw us off, we can actually shift to think of this plan as a tool that helps us to navigate and to manage the unexpected events because we can create in our plan room for those unexpected events. We don't have to rigidly stick to this predetermined schedule. And I don't actually, I'm not really all about the schedule. I'm really more about the routine, but I have this framework in which I can say, okay, so if I was supposed to, you know, for instance, do math first and then do science and then do lunch and something happens between math and science, I'm able to take care of that thing and then still come back and do science. Or the plan has allowed me to see, okay, science was supposed to happen. I had to do something else. Tomorrow I know I can start with science. So it's really a mindset thing to be able to shift. Limiting belief number six could be, I feel overwhelmed by the thought of planning everything in advance. Ah! So as I was saying before, we think if we think about all those different parts that I just talked about with planning, planning your school year, planning your homeschool, planning your week, planning your lesson, that may feel extremely overwhelming. But when we take our planning and break it into our smaller manageable steps, and for me, I believe in the power of three, we can talk about that. Um, this is us really focusing on our short-term planning, our long-term planning, 
and our sustainable planning. So we're looking at what are we doing in the lesson in the day? What are we doing for the week? What are we doing for the year? And when we talk about planning, that now is going to look different because I have been the type of person, because I do actually like planning. I've been the type of person that said, I'm just going to feel better if I have it completely planned out for the whole school year. And we should be by this. We should. And in some cases that has been helpful, but a lot of times it's caused me a lot more stress. So I've had to look at how do I create a plan that doesn't feel wasted if I've put in a whole bunch of time and effort into it and it doesn't happen this way. How can it still feel like it was valuable, but also how can I plan so that it doesn't feel like I am stressed out and angry and feel like I failed if I'm not on the exact where I said I was going to be. And so it, for me, it didn't mean don't plan. It means you change the way you plan. And then finally, belief number seven is planning takes away the joy and the spontaneity of homeschooling. Planning is not meant to stifle your joy and your spontaneity. And so if we're feeling that way, it's because we have to shift to understand that if we create a balanced and fulfilling homeschool, it is key for us to be intentional about that. And so when we're intentional, because we're just thinking of intentionally organizing our time, our space, our thoughts as planning, then we recognize that we can include space in our plans for the unstructured, for the free-flowing activities, for the moments of exploration. All of that can happen if we plan and have a framework one of the biggest things that we want to be able to do is shift our mindset around what planning is and should be and think of it as that roadmap, that framework that you can plug into things, that you can take out things, that you can shift, that you can move, but you still can come back to the center of what you're doing. And if we can really think about these beliefs that we have, and hopefully I've named the one that you have, if I didn't, Come on into the community and let me know. Ask some questions about it so we can work on this together. But we want to just think about these and then shift that mindset around planning so we can embrace it as a valuable tool. That first step is we've got to shift our mindset about what we believe it is in order to then go another way and create it and make it a little different. Remember, the reason why we want to plan is because it's going to allow us to stay focused. It's going to allow us to set some goals and then to be really intentional about the progress towards those goals. If we can plan well, we are then able to prioritize our task to identify the obstacles, any potential ones, the challenges that may come up, and then we can create some strategies around that. So it's just really intentionally focused on how you organize your time. If we are proactive and intentional in our planning, we can create a solid foundation for our homeschooling journey. And when you have a solid foundation, you can actually change the rooms, you can do all the things. When I think about homeschooling, I actually think about it as creating a home, like as if I'm creating a house. And I always talk about the foundation, the roof, what we do inside of it. That's just kind of what I think about when I when I think about homeschooling so that I think of planning as the blueprint. But it doesn't mean that it, it there's a foundation that we do, right? And there's a a structure that we have in place 
as we create this blueprint, but we can change it as we need to because we're building it. So it doesn't mean that we cannot change, restructure, reorganize, decorate the inside of the house different, paint it different one year, but the foundation still continues to be the same that we can build everything upon. That's what I think about when I think about planning well. And so when I think about it as a school year, I think, well, if you plan this blueprint, if you create a really strong foundation and a blueprint that you can build everything on, then everything else you can move around as you need. I really hope that this was helpful. But if you are feeling like that's a lot that we just talked about with planning and I just have so many questions, this is a whole series that I'm doing and we're going to delve a little deeper into the specific aspects of planning that are essential. So I think that there are a few more areas that I want to talk about in this that hopefully can help you. But I want to make sure that I am getting your questions answered. So if you have not joined the community as yet, go to the Empowered Homeschool Mom community because that is where you can help me to know what are the things that you really want to know about this topic and any of the other topics. And I hope that as we go through this, it's going to make, if you're on a break right now, getting ready to go in to your next a season of homeschooling, your next year of homeschooling, or if you're just kind of like, I need to press pause and figure out what I'm doing. I'm hoping that this is going to help you. So let's recap these limiting beliefs that I'm asking you to shift. Believing planning takes too much time and effort to understanding that investing in the time and planning will actually save you time. Shifting from believing that I'm not naturally organized or good at planning to seeing that it's a skill that you can develop. Shifting from believing that you have to follow a strict schedule for planning to be effective and shifting that to recognizing that planning can actually help you to find a balance between the structure and the spontaneity that's needed in homeschooling. Shifting from planning restricts creativity and spontaneity in your homeschooling to actually realize that it can enhance your creativity because it gives you a structured environment for your ideas to flourish. Shifting from I can't stick to a plan because life is unpredictable to recognizing that while life may be unpredictable, you can have a plan and it provides you with a sense of control and adaptability. Shifting from feeling overwhelmed by the thought of planning everything in advance by shifting it to knowing that we can just break down our planning into smaller and manageable steps. And then shifting from planning takes away from the joy on the spontaneity of homeschooling to recognizing that planning is not meant to stifle your joy and your spontaneity, but it's actually going to give you a balanced and fulfilling homeschooling experience. As we're finishing up this episode, I just want to remind you, especially if this feels like this is a lot of information to take, if you feel like you now have to make some shifts or a lot of shifts in the way you think about planning, that's what I'm challenging you to do as we go through this homeschool journey. I want this to be the place that we're talking about the things that we're not talking about enough, that we're thinking about, that we're feeling, but we're just not having the conversations and then being intentional about what do we do about them. So I want to remind you to take a deep breath and to take a moment to appreciate the effort and the commitment that you've already been putting into this homeschool journey. 
Do not allow the devil to make you feel guilty about anything that you may have believed or thought because this is all a journey. It's all a process. And we want to be able to trust in this process and trust in this planning. Trust that God has given you what you need to be able to do this well and that he has given you the inclination to listen to this podcast to get some more support around that. So stay open to the growth that you're going to make as we are shifting our mindset, if we're shifting our practices, as we're doing some things differently and better, and know that overall, you are making a positive difference in the lives of your children. So you do not have to get it all perfect. And as I was saying to someone earlier, you are not expected to do the multiplying. So we're going to plan, we're going to do our best, we're going to bring our five loaves and two fish to Christ, and then we're going to say, God, bless this, multiply this. We've done our part. He's not expecting us to do the multiplying. So do not walk in fear as we are going through this series and as we're shifting our mindset talking about all of this, it's okay because you got this because he's got you. Thank you so much for joining me today on Catch Your Breath. I hope that this episode has given you some practical tips and encouragement to help you to catch your breath and know that you can manage stress. You can have balance in your homeschool journey and you don't have to do this all alone. So, uh, (laughs) well, that's my cue. But if you enjoyed today's episode, would you consider leaving a review and subscribing to the podcast? Your feedback and support really mean the world to me. And if you haven't already, join my free group, Empowered Homeschool Mom, to find out and be able to truly enjoy this homeschool journey. You'll be connecting with other like-minded moms and you get to share your wins and your struggles and receive exclusive content from me. So remember, leave a review, share with someone, and just let me know that this was helpful. Until next time, remember to breathe.